Hello and welcome to the NXT Generation podcast. We'll be reviewing episode um, of NXT from the 5th of June 2019. I'm sat opposite a new co-host of the podcast. Welcome Josh Elton to the show. Hello. Hi everyone. I'm Josh. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll be recapping the NXT that we've just been watching. Um, it, was, it was a good episode. Yeah, it was. It was quite interesting. I think. Yeah. It was a post takeover episode. Traditionally, mm. not the best episodes of NXT. Um, you're not really building towards anything. You just have your big kind mm. of pay per view equivalent show. Yeah. And you get a lot of recaps, and maybe not the most important matches, not the most important kind of promos and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, it seems like a big thing in. Is that, is that like they, they have to film it well that one was filmed at TakeOver right so yeah. we're not going to have the same people who were like taking part in the big things that happened in TakeOver in this match which is what you want from the Raw after a, yeah. big, a big pay-per-view you know? yeah you can't have like the stories from the TakeOver carrying over very easily unless you want to film a lot of backstage kind of stuff mm. to kind of help um, build that but you do end up with a lot of recaps they kind of treat it a bit as though as if it was like a genuine pay uh, pay per view that you'd have to pay and subscribe to, mm. and that maybe not everyone's paid for it. So on the TV, you've got a recap. Yeah. Except, it's all just on the network, right? So if you're <laughs> watching the TV every week, yeah. chances are you've seen the takeover. So they spend a lot of time recapping things to people who've already seen it. They did, right? But then this is something that I was thinking when I was watching is that they do full recaps, right? Because mm. because of exactly that reason that you were just saying. And there's no point in them doing, you know what they do on Raw? Like, they used to just do pictures. Yeah. And then now they've started doing pictures where it, like, just, like, cock teases you up to the, the impact. It's like, right, okay. whoop, and then freeze. And then, like, the sound of the impact, and then one, two, three. And, like, so they do that weird thing. Sure. And then watching this, I did think, while obviously it's a lot of stuff I did just watch, it was a lot more fun than watching that weird stunted yeah. thing you, that they do on the You get the money like, shots. Yeah, and that's what I want. Yeah. It's a compilation of the money shots. Um, but in wrestling as well. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, well, you know, what you get up to your own time is your own <laughs> private business. Thank you not to bring that to the podcast. Sorry. But, it's, uh, but that's why, yeah, so... We do get a lot of recaps and things. I I always just think personally, you know, I watch NXT every week. I know mm. some of the guys are and stuff. I'm not, and because of the way it's filmed as we've addressed, I'm not expecting it to necessarily have ongoing stories from NXT, but it could be a chance to kind of showcase some of the other storylines, some of the other characters a bit more, mm. um, rather than quite so much recap. I always think like if you're, like if you watch... WrestleMania or SummerSlam mm-hmm. or a main roster pay per view, and maybe you're a lapsed fan or you've never watched it before, and you know, this is good, this wrestling stuff. Mm. I'm going to check out the TV. You want to be able to tune in next week, and there's going to be exciting storylines, exciting matches, yeah. and stuff that's going to hook you in. Mm. And, you know, on the NXT, you know, you watch the NXT TakeOver, some of the mm. best wrestling in the world right now, really exciting kind of event. You're like, okay, this is good. All right, I'm going to check out the NXT weekly product. And you tune in, and we got a lot of recaps, a lot mm. of quote-unquote backstage exclusives, which didn't feel particularly exclusive, exclusive yeah. uh, especially because they're on the same platform as the TakeOver event and everything. So I don't know who it's exclusive, exclusive to. to. Yeah, this um, is NXT. It's like, if it's an exclusive yeah. to EastEnders, we have some EastEnders. Yeah, exactly. So... 
I don't know who, and then and we don't you don't get any promos, not just from the guys who are on the on the mm. big event, but no promos from other characters. They're not establishing any other characters yeah. on the show that you might want to keep watching. Like I don't know if you tune into this, mm. you necessarily go, oh brilliant, this is a show I want to watch week on week. Yeah, and I mean, for from my perspective, is I I generally have been watching the main show. Mm. I've watched bits and bobs of NXT, and I've watched and I watched the takeovers. This is probably my first NXT after takeover that I've watched. Mm. And, and and I'm coming out from the same approach as the main roster watcher, someone who watched a pay-per-view, and then I and I'm expecting that kind of like I wanna see the fallout. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I wanna see what I'm expecting is like this fallout, um, and then a swerve so that you can go into an angle with someone else. Mm. You know, or just the fall on fallout. I wanna see Adam Cole being the champion, mm. I want to see like Johnny Gargano being crestfallen and like where, who's he going to go into a program with next? Mm. Um, and d- don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the matches, um, but you, but it's just interesting to see that's a very, it's a completely different approach, you know. The other option they could do, given that the way it's filmed, they're not necessarily going to have the guys who are the stars of Takeover. You know, we did get um, people like Keith Lee, mm. um, Bianca Belair. Some of the kind of top guys are kind of mm. bubbling under that takeover main event kind of scene. You could do more in this episode. Just have them cut some promos. You know, do do a yeah. bit more with them just to establish. Okay, you enjoyed takeover. Here are these other characters. These mm. are why you should keep tuning in. Some of the other characters you might see, rather than just. It's good to see the matches, but mm. you know, rather than just recaps of the takeover stuff you just seen, just explain who these guys are. And why you should want to keep seeing them? Because if you're watching NXT yeah. every week, the Mia Yim uh, Bianca Belair match, for example, mm. that was kind of the third in a kind of mm. mini rivalry between the two of them. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, you don't really know anything about that rivalry. You don't really. There's no promos. There's no heat between them really. Yeah. Ahead of time, nothing to kind of get you invested. And that's something I feel they could do, just to make you feel like oh, okay. So this is what this is. There's more of this I'm invested. Like, mm. like you say, you've not watched one after Takeover before. If you hadn't watched it um, for this, or if you hadn't watched some other stuff from NXT before, do you think you'd be tuning in for next week? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, in fairness, I, I think I, I watched the NXT before Takeover mm. yesterday and today as homework, because I'm a very yeah. studious guest. Sure. Um, and I don't know if I, I'd be that drawn to watch next week. But then I probably, maybe I would watch next week because I still want to see that fallout. Sure. And I well, feel like have, then they'll be putting that fallout in. That is something, in fairness, they do do that the main roster doesn't do as well. Yeah. Because the main roster is very guilty of just going, here's some guys in the ring doing promos, and yeah. this is the match we're now going to have in the third hour. Mm. We're going to have it tonight. Um, NXT does do a good job of going, hey, next week we're going to have this great tag match. Mm. Next week we're going to hear more from this guy. And yeah, it does kind of so that is the tease of kind of okay maybe this week's show wasn't the best but we are going to see Undisputed Era again next time mm. and we are going to see this guy and we are going to see the other yeah yeah no they did a good job of making next week sound good mm. yeah so we did get a couple of matches on the show though I guess we should get to it so um, the first match and again this is something you get on NXT a lot we get straight into the action on NXT okay. we don't yeah. get um you know, five guys in the ring cutting promos on each other, different music hitting, different people walking out. We do get yeah. pretty much always straight in, not always, but pretty much usually straight into a match. Yeah. 
And this time we got Keith Lee versus Connor Reeve. Yeah. Keith Lee, over as fuck. Absolutely. So over, it's ridiculous. Uh, bask in his glory. <laughs> yeah. The music compels us, and people do. They do, They yeah. are very happy yeah. to do that. I've only seen him on the indies. I didn't know he was even in NXT. Mm. I think I've seen, I saw a match of him versus Ricochet. Yeah. And I liked that. And I was like, that's good, he's good. I'd like to see more of him. And then I was very happy to see him on NXT. I think mm. he does he talk well? Am I have I got a bad memory of that? I'm not sure. I've not seen him doing it. What talking I've seen him do hasn't yeah. really stuck with me. Okay, right. Okay. I'm not saying he's a bad talker, but Yeah. He also said that he's a guy who flies like a cruiserweight and then mm. I was like, Oh um, I hope he does some of that and then he didn't. <laughs> well that's the thing. I you know, that's what the trouble is, they they do a, a, that a lot of how they kinda of go, This guy is Mm. a big guy but he's super agile and then you're just they're always talking about high flyers like this guy's so agile he's, he's mm. not even necessarily big guys but just anyone who they think of as a high flyer they're always yeah. going oh this guy is so agile he's such an athlete he's gonna yeah. and then you're kind of like just going okay he's gonna do a big spot then and even when he does it's okay it's great but you're, you're kind of like yeah that's the big spot that I thought he was probably gonna get round to yeah Where and, and it's you, always a dive to the outside that's funny he does a yeah. suicide dive and I like, just think if you had a guy like Keith Lee where you go, just kind of go, this is a big guy, he's dominant and whatever, and then when he does something more athletic, and then the commentators can go, well, that's just the sort of thing he can pull out of the bag sometimes. That's what you get with Keith Lee. He's got that great agility. But mm. you sell it too much ahead of time, and it's just like, it's not even that impressive or exciting when it comes because yeah, we, yeah. I knew he could do that well I don't I don't know how agile he is when it comes I don't know I don't know what was coming because it was quite a strange match really um, I mean do, should we go blow for blow I mean it seemed like he was he was being dominant and then mm-hmm. uh, what's his, what's his Connor name Reeve? Connor Reeve Connor Reeve Connor Reeve Connor Reeve no no <laughs> I think I think just Connor Reeve I <laughs> Base from Hawaii. I don't know why you're adding syllables. You know how they like to s- simplify things in the WWE. They just they probably just knocked a syllable out to make it <laughs> yeah. easier for people at home to follow and understand. But Connor Reeve sounds like an <clears throat> Irishman. You know Connor yeah, Reeve. He really does. He sounds like he should be in UFC tearing <laughs> yeah. it up. Yeah, he's there to take over. Um, yeah, so Connor Reeve, uh, he like he did a little pr- playing possum thing. Yeah. Chucking a headbutt, mm. and then and then comes out all guns blazing, and it was just it, I suppose that was the structure of it was just yeah, and it, until eventually, you know, uh, the, the big man just turns it around and beats him up, and, and that's the end. Well, Conor Reeve, every time I've seen him on NXT, mm. he's lost. Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever seen him pick up a win, and um, you know, and this was the f- and I've I've never liked him. <laughs> Um, I think it's the sunglasses and the teeth. He's trying, though. I mean, he is not necessarily a heel, but he is trying to beat him. Well, but this is what I mean. is like, this is the first time... I've Mm. never liked him, but this is the first time I've seen him actually do kind of, like, heelish things in the ring, I think. Like, you know, that playing possum and then getting the head button when the referee wasn't looking at it. Kind of just... Well, not even when the referee wasn't looking. I think you're allowed to head butt, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. But, like... But the playing possum thing and the distraction and that kind of that tactic, that kind of heelish... Yeah, attempt to kind of even the odds. Mm. Um, so he's definitely playing more of a heel in this one, and it gave a nice kind of dynamic of not making Keith Lee look strong, but not just totally dominate the entire match. 
Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that's their approach to jobbers, mm. is not having complete and utter jobbers. Yeah, don't you don't think. want the kind of the local talent mm. who's skinny and looks ridiculous. You want someone who kind of is worth getting a win over, really, and kind of makes you look good. And uh, a couple of things in this match, he hit a rock bottom. He did it. Out of nowhere. Bottom. Yeah. Not addressed by the commentary and team. Did he? I mean, was it, was it a two count or was it just a... I don't even know that he went for a It's a transitional move in this scenario, which is weird when it's someone's big finisher just to be... Like, yeah. Because that was something that happened at Double or Nothing. Um, I think it was the... I think it was Kenny Omega mm. in the um, the Omega Jericho match where mm. he hit a hell of a kick, yeah, and then and then another like a Kevin Owens move as well, mm. and that was kind of commented on afterwards like oh, that was a bit of a dig kind of mm. using these guys' big moves as like transitional moves in your match, but yeah. now you've got I mean. It, you know, you can't blame him if WWE are doing that in house. They're letting a jobber use a, r- the rock the, as a transitional rock yeah. move. Yeah, um, it was weird. I mean, the, the things that like, you know, a urinagi is what they called it. Mm. Samoa Joe does urinagi. Uh, was it Bray Wyatt's urinagi? But he's they stay standing up, right? Sure, sure. And, yeah, the, yeah. and that isn't, but that guy did a rock bottom. Like you mm. might as well pop the eyebrow or something. He did it like it was a rock bottom. Um, and then and then just left it. And well, we so, don't know. Maybe he gets a bollocking backstage for that. Maybe they say, "Look, mate, that wasn't you and Arky. You did a rock bottom." Yeah, come on. Less of that, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I, I would. I would hope so. Um, yeah, I, I quite like them. Uh, Dolph and I had nothing to do with it. They, you know, they were like. I felt like if Sami Zayn was watching, he probably liked that. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think those guys would have been into it. Yeah. Um, you know, we know there's a lot of friends across the companies. Mm. You know, it's not really the kind of I yeah. mean, you know, other than kind of the Vince McMahon, it's just Vince McMahon, isn't it, at war? <laughs> and everyone else going, yeah. hey, maybe if Vince McMahon retires, we could collaborate. We'd be friends. We and, could uh, yeah. have some crossover matches. Wouldn't that be good? Whereas I don't think Dwayne The Rock Johnson is just sat on the set of, like, Hobbs and Shaw going, oh, uh, Connor Reeves done the move. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty chuffed, I'm on NXT. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's, the other thing I noticed about this match is that... Uh, Nigel McGuinness said during this match, he mentioned that Conor Reeves hadn't been picking up many wins lately, and he said it's all about wins and losses. And I wondered if that <laughs> was also a nod to the AEW have made a big point about we're going to be yeah. about more sport-based, we're going to be more about wins and losses are going to matter. Mm. And I, I wonder if it's like, on NXT, it does feel like they kind of want to go, well, we're kind of doing that. We're kind of the more sport-orientated, mm. yeah. match-focused... Win and loss is Mattis brand and excuse me, not necessarily having a dig but wanting mm. to kind of sell themselves and make that point and be like, hey, look, oh, if yeah. that's what you're looking for, we, we're doing that, guys. Definitely, because I, I, I've noticed in this episode and in uh, TakeOver the mm. phrase, the real alternative mm. uh, being said on commentary a couple of times. And I think that's that's definitely what they're pitching it as. And if all the rumors are to be believed, and uh, like tr- you know, Triple H and Vince, there's friction there, there's frustration there, um, and Triple H is maybe taking a step away from doing a lot of creative kind of having creative input. What is he going to do at that point? He's going to like revert back to the things he does have con- creative control over, mm. and and try and make it work for himself there. And that's probably what he's doing. I think. 
Oh, well, it hopes, let's hope that pays off in terms of good NXT content. Um, <laughs> I said that in a very sort of... Uh, you really did. Let's have some more content. You, you said it like such a presenter. I know. This I, is an exciting of you. I'm really getting good it. at this presenting bullshit. Yeah, it's cracking. And my favourite part earlier was when the fridge stopped making noise. <laughs> sure. Back. Yeah, I, good. that's how slick and professional we are, guys. Uh, <laughs> You know it's a change in dynamic just behind us. That that was the fridge stop making. Yeah, noise. an atmospheric shift. That was that noise was not in your own home. <laughs> Do not worry. That that was us. So we then launch into a kind of cavalcade of recaps and backstage exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a recap of the women's title match from NXT, yep. and then get a backstage exclusive mm. of Io Shirai. Um, just but, saying nothing. Just, yeah, well, speaking nice. Japanese, I mean, that's quite um, derisory. But yeah, speaking Japanese in quite an angry mm. way, just kind of storming off. For, it was about a sentence. Like, what you know, yeah. wasn't much to it other than just kind of going, oh, she was angry. <laughs> yeah, we know. We saw that <laughs> yeah. when she did a moonsault with a steel chair. Onto yeah. We got anger. That yeah. came over. So that was... Um, I think an exclusive means to take it somewhere else. Yeah, and then but then we did get the announcement that uh, we're going to get Io Shirai, uh, Candice LeRae versus the other two MMA horsewomen, uh, Jasmine Duke and Maria Shafir. So we've got that to look forward to next week. Okay. I mean, I did not know their names. I was also calling them the two, other two women. Yeah, I had horsewomen. to write them down <laughs> yeah. uh, when it came up on screen just to make yeah. sure I knew them because they're such background kind of figures. Mm. They're just really stooges. Um, mm. Not much kind of personality to them at this point. I mean, I, I've often wondered this about this whole like four horsewomen thing. I mean, one that's maybe a bit threatened by Sasha Banks um, being like like falling out with WWE, but like also those other two can't do anything if they if they keep not having matches. It's um, yeah, they need to kind of build them up and kind of. I guess they're kind of the Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish of the group, mm. but you you know you need to still give them a bit. Uh, more of a showcase, but there were so many missed opportunities, kind of with the four horsewomen thing. Like if they just mm. would have kept, um, like there was so much stuff you could have done around WrestleMania of having the WWE four horsewomen mm. keep the belts on Sasha and Bailey. Um, don't make it winner takes all in the main event. So Charlotte still has a belt at the end. Yeah, and, and then have that moment of the four of them in the ring standing tall at the end of WrestleMania. And then bang um, things, yeah. And I don't care what that means short term in the storyline, you've always got that image to use in your video packages for the rest of all time. Mm. Anytime you want to big up women's wrestling or like the history of uh, WrestleMania or anything, you've got that for the video. It just seemed like such a dumb missed opportunity. But anyway, and it also seems like they've pissed off Sasha Banks, you're not going to get your horsewomen versus horsewomen dream match, match if it is. Yeah. Like, but anyway, we then moved on to more. Uh, another recap we had of the tag title match, yeah. the ladder match, another backstage exclusive, this time with the Street Profits engaging with a cameraman who's apparently been there since day one of their rise <laughs> in NXT. Yeah, and he's always there pointing cameras at us from day one. The way he looked at us with his camera and his pointing, it just... Oh. You loved this, you were sad. I really liked that, yeah. I, I was saying, like, I, I, I don't know if I'm just like marking out to this... But it's, it just seemed very authentic. It did, yeah. It's, like, I, I'd like to genuinely believe that is just some guy that maybe they've worked, he's been there yeah. filming when they've been working on promos, when they've been building their characters, and it's kind of 
that he'd been there the whole way. Uh, so then they pulled him out and kind of thank him, the other side of the camera, get him on screen. He looked a bit embarrassed and sheepish, but it was a nice moment. Mm. Then they pointed out he was wearing a Matt Riddle t-shirt yeah. and dragged him away to change that for a Street Profits run. I was hoping they were going to follow up on that. And then and then they didn't. No. I mean, here's, here's why at, at that point I did start, I did say it. It might be in a total mark for this, is that like, because I was thinking, if you work at NXT, do you wear a Matt Riddle t-shirt at work? <laughs> I, <laughs> do you know what? what? I think if you work in NXT, I, bet, I think you do. Do you really? I think, okay. I think like, it, there probably is like a really nice atmosphere around NXT of like, hey, we're making something good and fun. It's probably like wearing a yeah. cool t-shirt on a movie set, you know? You, Okay. You know, you're at the event and you go, yeah, I love uh, working here. This, uh, and you probably get a free t-shirt, so you know, why not wear it, you know? I suppose. I yeah, you get a free t-shirt, so it's good. Yeah. Uh, then we had uh, the recap of the Breeze Dream match. The Dream <laughs> the dream match. The Dream match, yeah. From, from last week. And, uh, and then a backstage interview uh, with Tyler Breeze. This, I think, was probably some of the more exclusive content on yeah. the show. Yeah. Um, slightly spoiled by the fact that it was listed as a WWE.com exclusive, which suggests that this is already being used elsewhere on the website. <laughs> okay. So maybe the least exclusive content yeah. on the show. It's not even exclusive if it is taken from there and put somewhere else. No. But we did get the news that uh, it seems like Tyler Breeze is back in NXT to stay, mm-hmm. which good news for me because I... In the space of about a fortnight, have become the biggest Tyler Breeze mark in all of the world. That's good. I, he's nice. He's a nice boy. Okay. I, yeah, I, I liked... I think it was good in the ring. He looked kind of brutal in the ring. Uh, and he's good on the mic. I My only slight concern is that they kind of use him now as like just the mid-card gatekeeper. And he's yeah. just like a jobber to the rising he's, yeah. people. He's which, NXT's Dolph Ziggler. That's what he is. Yeah, which is kind of a shame just in terms of like, this was a guy that was the champion. Yeah. He was the man. Just to kind of have him... I, you know, I'm not expecting him to make him champion again, but it'd be nice to be picked up a few wins and was in that kind of... Mm. main event scene I hope they still get him on some takeovers and stuff and mm. he you know, doesn't become too much like the new Cassius Ono mm. I would like because I, I like Tyler Breeze I mean he, mm. he's, he's, it's hard not to because he seems like quite fun and likeable um, but I think I think he needs character work like it, it, Tyler Breeze as a character is shit Prince Pretty is shit it's done to death it's hack it's a, just a really hack character you're Val Venus you know, you're right. just standing up and being like, I think I'm so sexy, mm. you know? Um, his character was kind of probably at its best when he was in, uh, what are they called? The, the Breezango? Fashion, Breezango, yeah, mm. with, the, with the, the fashion files. Um, and even that was ridiculous, you know what I mean? But like this new angle, it's trying to go dark breeze, but I think he should just keep leaning into the dark probably ditch that I think I'm pretty thing because you give that to Vince and he's just going to go oh you're going to be Valvinus you know yeah. <laughs> like, that's what he's going to do well the trouble is like on NX- even on NXT now you've basically got like the arrogant Adonis character yeah, yeah. in a way that is a bit more nuanced mm. and a bit more interesting in Velveteen yeah. Dream yeah. yeah and contemporary so that's the other problem you've got with Tyler. As much as I love Tyler mm. Breeze, I think he's charismatic, I think he's great in the ring, I enjoy watching him. It, yeah, it probably would be good if they could find a way to refresh that character. Play um, a different character, man. Because also, like, when he was on NXT, he always had a selfie stick. 
Mm. And he'd have his phone out on the sofa. And obviously, selfie sticks are a bit... You know, Not a thing that 2000 and whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're a bit dated. So they've got rid of the selfie stick and he's just looking at the phone the whole time. And I just kind of think, do you know what, ditch the phone as well. Yeah, that, Maybe that, that's also a little bit like... That wasn't the problem. Yeah, that's... Like, I know what's the wrong here. It's yeah. the selfie stick. No one has those <laughs> sticks now. That's why I wasn't working on the main roster. It was the stick. It just feels like that... Yeah, it just feels a little bit played out. But mm. having him looking at a phone, like we get what the character is. He, can, he needs a new... I don't know, some sort of refresh on the character. But yeah, I'm glad he's back in NXT. I hope they do something interesting with him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't just become the guy that, like, every time he goes out there, you know, oh, okay, there's, there's going to be some nice ring stuff, yeah, but we know which gonna way this is going. He's going. Like, if in, like, two weeks he's up against Kushida, and you're like, oh, they're just building it. He's doing the job, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then we're very nearly into the second match of the night, <laughs> uh, which is exciting. But before that, we got a an incredibly brief kind of uh, mm. vignette, is it? Vignette? I, yeah, I never that's, had that's that's a vignette. Vignette, vignette. Uh, for a guy called Damien Priest. Damien Priest. And I meant to Google him and I didn't. Because you kind of started... <laughs> I was like, I know that name. Yeah. I think it might have been just the name Damien. And I was like, oh, Damien Sandow. Or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, who knows? Okay. It was something. If this, if this turns out to be the return of Damien Sandow, <laughs> yeah. the new priest gimmick, that would be good. <laughs> but it was a very great... Just kind of first saw someone standing over a cityscape, someone standing yeah. out of a car. You don't really see who they are. There's a little mm. bit of an air of mystery to it. And then immediately that was punctured by Nigel McGuinness saying, Wow! I cannot wait for Damien Priest to get here. <laughs> and I just thought, like... Why? <laughs> it kind of punctured things. Like, it was kind of a mysterious promo. That, like, just don't let... Don't just, even say it. Yeah, no sell that. Just let him move yeah, on. Yeah, and that's yeah, just yeah. a little mysterious thing. Like, oh, what was that what, promo about? That about? Yeah, but yeah. now you go, oh, it's a wrestler and it's and it's one... And it's not a mysterious one because it's a one that Nigel McGuinness apparently knows all about and is excited yeah, for. He's... And that kind of... And I think Nigel normally does a good job on this show, but... Uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but... Yeah, I wished he kind of just would have gone, yeah, we won't mention that. Yeah, we'll just let's let leave that, that be a little pause. mysterious moment. <laughs> and then we got into uh, the main event of the show, Mia Yim versus Bianca Belair. Yes. Um, I, I, I watched the last incarnation of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and within that, it had a like cut back to, to the one before with mm-hmm. the like using the hair thing I wonder how many t- how many ways she can use that hair I wonder at a certain point she can go okay that's all of the permutations of like hair well because previously do. what she's normally done is use it to kind of whip people yeah and then obviously she used it to kind of get extra leverage on the on the ropes on the rope, for, yeah, for yeah. a pin and then the following week then Mia Yim got her revenge because she grabbed the hair and pulled it and kind of to help mm. get her finisher at the end of the match and they so we've had like it's gone 50-50, one of them's won one week, one yeah. of them's won the other. Both of them have used Bianca Belair's hair to kind of cheat their way to victory. Mm. And this was uh, the rubber match. And, I mean, I had been really hoping they were going to go for a hair versus hair match. <laughs> I, that, that was the dream for me. Yeah. Because that's, that's not a gimmick you see very much these days, but... In this particular case... I think it would have been a beautiful thing to watch well, one of them get their head shaved and come into the ring. Yeah, in fairness, I don't think those two people would be on equal footing because that's um, just my my hair versus your gimmick. That is the thing, is like, Bianca Belair would have to disappear 
for about six months for that to... How long do you think it takes to grow hair that long? It's not six oh, months. Oh, no, that's like... Yeah, that's, that's years. And I actually don't know the answer to, how I that, guess... to what that is. Do you know what, though? Yeah. If she ever decides, I'm sick of this gimmick, I'm mm. going to, you know, bury the old Bianca Belair character, yeah. similar to how Bray Wyatt has buried the current... Mm. The old Bray Wyatt character is refreshing that whole thing. If she really just goes, no, I don't want to be that Bianca Belair anymore... Like, I'm not mm. saying now, but like maybe in the future. Yeah, like, it's hair versus hair match. Like hair versus hair match, have her lose, mm. and then she comes back three months later with a bob and like a different gimmick. <laughs> Why a bob? Because, <laughs> no, I get it. That's a short haircut that you can grow in a quick amount of time. <laughs> I've thought it through since my previous comment. I've and it's a haircut I know the name of. There are only a few of those. <laughs> and the new gimmick is like I'm Janice from Accounts. What would you? <laughs> I mean, the number know, cruncher. All right, she comes back with like a a fifties greaser kind of duck ass look. Yeah, yeah right. skinhead or something. Skinhead, I mean, that's, that's ah, okay. Intimidating. But I, you know, I stood. But I, I always knew it was a long shot. But yeah. the hair versus hair, I think, would have been a good yeah, payoff. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing. Um, but that's not the pay. That's the payoff to like a takeover match or something, sure. a big one, like you know. As it, yeah, that's true. Yeah, to mm. do that on weekly television. Yeah. But as it is, they didn't really bring the hair into it much. No. at all it wasn't really no but it was a good match and I think they you know like the, the last one wasn't headline of the show it wasn't the longer of the two matches this one was um, and, it, and, it, and it's good in, the, in that kind of way it's like I think that's one of the problems you get with like Raw and Smackdown is that only one match tends to be allowed to be good and I think Vince has that idea that you're not oh, well you don't want to distract from the good match like yeah but the thing is if, you only, if the good match isn't good at the end and then I get two and a half hours of shit matches yeah, and yeah. then a shit match I'm going to think the whole thing was rubbish also Whereas, like you know maybe if you've got two and a half hours of shit matches I'm not going to get to the good match mm, I'm going to switch yeah. off and lose interest before that anyway yeah. well that, it's good that is a bigger problem for another day mm-hmm. we uh, saw this match we had the um, this was a good match good solid match there was some slightly weird stuff in there it was uh, an abdominal stretch that you pointed out there's some weird stuff going on. The abdominal stretch. Yeah, yeah. She did this. She's doing this abdominal um, stretch, like the pump handly looking one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then I'm I'm just for the listeners. I'm miming here like a twat because yeah. you can't see miming. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, so nicely. Just, just an exclusive just for let me. Let them know it's funny. Yeah. Um, so, very funny. Very man. funny. Great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then she just got her hand and just like did a, like a claw, like a pinch, like a big pinch on the inside. Um, it like a tickle, more tickle. like a tickle, didn't it? Like it? A tickle, tickle. Or like a little massage maneuver. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked, it did look a bit silly. Nigel McGuinness did a good job of kind of explaining that she was really using the nails there to get into the side and kind of, yeah. and that is um, something that he brings to the table a lot. I find yeah. if there's a thing that maybe looks a little bit silly, he's yeah. the one that normally steps up this and kind is... of explains away why no, that's actually really good, uh, mm. clever wrestling. So Important maneuver. thing for them to mm. do. Like um, Corey Graves does it a lot. You know, like um, you know, like the Cesaro swing. He's going, oh, that blood run into your head at once. If that happens to you, you can barely, you can barely stand. You can barely see. You can't see your eyes. You can't see if you've been spun around in that many circles. Yeah. Um, the other one is, you know, when someone does lots of kickouts, like lots of covers. Mm. And you and and I would love just 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 to create some jeopardy for that. Just one day, for someone to cover someone three times, and then on the third one they do win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. would blow your mind. Just 
mix it up a bit with like oh that near pinfall was a fall oh yeah. okay yeah, that was going to be a two count oh he didn't use his finisher or anything like, yeah. that'd be great Jeez, that was just a really strong DDT yes. yeah and just nailed it yeah. and um, so that yeah that was a bit weird but there was some good uh, some good solid action and there was a nice bow and arrow in the middle that was reversed into a pin um, oh yeah that thing kind of right. side, sideways surfboard looking one gotcha I was like I don't remember any archery in this yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, was, that was nice I enjoyed that there's some beautiful kicks going on mm-hmm. yeah some, some really good kicks um, she, she she quite the um, Bella is quite like what's the word it's not like scrappy it's, it's like a touch scruffy but I mm. think that kind of makes it but I think also Velveteen Dream is also is similarly like I think it's like a gangliness mm. you know like a wankiness yeah. that makes it just slightly off you know like um, when it, any any kind of big jumps or movements like that it's just a touch off less kind of sheen than you get on the main roster with mm-hmm. a lot of them and actually that makes that creates jeopardy you know when they did wasn't that that big over the head throw mm. um, the, the same one that um, Nakamura uses okay yeah and because of the slightly kind of roughshodness of bits of it that goes over the head and you're going oh god how they don't die yeah there's just a sense of like this is a real scrap yeah. this looks a bit brutal mm. a little bit sloppy like it would be in a fight rather than just this is a highly choreographed thing they've worked out together and it's essentially ballet yeah. you know it's, yeah, yeah, yeah it's nice to kind of have that uh, that stuff sometimes and then um, and then the match finish was uh, we got a protect your neck protect your neck yeah from the top of the uh, the one-legged codebreaker, yeah, uh, which, as you pointed out, much more brutal on the person delivering the move. Oh, so much more, and like what I, what I was saying was that, like, obviously, I mean, we all know it from having done a stone cold stunner on someone when you were a child, right? Mm. You do a stone cold stunner on someone as a child as, who, who wasn't expecting it, right? Mm. And then they shrug you off, and your bum hurts, yeah. and, you, and you know at that point that like shock waves don't reverberate up your body and hurt people very much. It's quite strange an idea um, that's just put in the world of wrestling but then what she did as well is that she was on the top rope so that when she put her knee in that in her face and then just jumped onto her back mm. it did if it weren't for the incredible selling oh yeah um, it, it, would, you, it would easily have looked like she was the one who received that move but Bianca Belair did an amazing job of making it look really painful yeah, and yeah. Uh, destructive and, then, and went in for the pin Mm. And and it was a clean win, mm-hmm. no hair play. Yeah, no. And uh, and Mia Yim then really sold the victory, like just being really emotionally. I mean, I don't think that was sad. I think she think that was real. I do always think they do celebrate. Like I think I think they must bottle it up. They're being pleased about the fact that they're gonna win. They must like push that down yeah, for the yeah. match and then let it out afterwards. You know. And it's yeah. So that's um. She was really like tearing up and enjoying the moment, and it was good. And it, it kind of led to a good mm. uh, end to the episode. Well, it would have led to a good kind of end to the episode. Mia Yim standing tall, she won the match. Lovely, mm. a closing scene. Mm. Except instead of that, we had to do some more recap <laughs> <laughs> to close the show. Close the show with a recap, guys. We had uh, so we then had Kushida uh, and Drew Gulak talking not about their match from Takeover. They were recapping. From mm. the previous week of NXT, mm-hmm. uh, their match, um, Drew Gulak 
um, calling out Kushida on his um, Back to the Future gimmick. Yeah. Which is a is a weird gimmick in 2019. It's a really weird gimmick. And, like, it's not like he does any time travel stuff. No. He just wears that jacket. It's a padded jacket. And yeah. then the commentators occasionally make comments about DeLoreans or kind of mm. how many volts of electricity he's going to need. And, and, like, I believe that's a gimmick that he brought with him from New Japan. Yeah. I feel like maybe... We could drop that. Maybe, yeah, maybe refresh it. Maybe do a new... Mm. film that you like <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw The Favourite that was good yeah. uh, <laughs> The Pianist <laughs> the, yeah The Pianist it could be it, Sorry to Disturb You he could be, be, have a massive kind of horse head and uh, come out in that That'd I haven't seen that one it oh, still okay. made me laugh yeah, yeah. That, well it's pretty you should it's really good is it yeah, <laughs> great yeah. well I'll just wait for the, the wrestling spoofs to be honest oh okay fair enough uh, well if this is the timeline, if we're doing Back to the Future in 2019, Sorry to Disturb You <laughs> came out last year, so you could have a, yeah. a couple of decades, but mm. I'd be good when it's it. But anyway, but Drew Gulak was kind of talking about that gimmick, yeah, and um, and saying that Biff was the, was the hero. I wanted him to explore that and explain that in more depth, <laughs> how Biff was the hero in Back to the Future. Like, yeah. I know Drew Gulak is playing heel here, but how he's so misunderstood that movie. <laughs> it's good. You could just take that apart if you just Kashida's going like, didn't get a lot of screen time though, did he? Yeah, yeah. For, the, for the hero, it's really weird how he wasn't there at the end celebrating. <laughs> I, like, I mean, you know, you could have a heel going like, what well, Biff was hard done by, mm. or even like going, no, I identify with Marty McFly, even though you're going like, you're deluded, like you're nothing, like you're, you're yeah, obviously yeah, more yeah. Biff, that'd be good. But for him to be going, Biff is the hero, I really wanted him to have to justify that comment. It's a fundamental misunderstanding of plot structure, that's what that is. But uh, he, he also, Boom. he burned. <laughs> he then uh, challenged Drew Gulak to an, an, a submissions match. Yeah, I like that. I yeah. mean, you know, it, I like the, you know, what is it about good writing is that this makes this causes that, you know, rather than mm. these two separate things happen, have one thing cause the next scene, you know, and that's a good thing. If you're going to have that rematch, create a reason why that. It's logical progression, right? Like yeah. two guys, they faced off immediately because uh, Kashida's come in and everyone's saying he's a great submission guy, so Gulak's going, right, mm-hmm. I want to I wanna take you on. Mm. He loses, but then he's going, oh, okay, but we're submission specialists, so now I'm saying, right, I'm going to, train you, I'm going to take you on again, but this time, submission slams, let's really put ourselves do on the th- line. Do you think he wins? Do you th- I, I, I mean, what, I mean, we didn't talk about 50-50 booking in the, the whole... Because one of the things they tried to get rid of was 50-50 booking, mm. like in any way. And then they sure. stopped doing any 50-50 booking. And then I think that's somewhat less realistic. Because well, sometimes said, you win, that happens in yeah. any kind of sport, right? Well, it, but also because like that's, um, you know, you've got Mia Yim, Bianca Belair. Yeah. You know, one wins, you know, one week, one wins the other week, then you've got the blow-off, right? Yeah, you need, that's great. Yeah. And that's great, that works. It's just when you've got people... Where everyone's fifty-fifty all of the time, and no one can be made to look strong because you yeah. don't make anyone look weak. But then you don't have any stars, and it's just going on where it feels like Baron Corbin is facing uh, Finn Balor every week for a decade, and you mm. know. It's, so mm. that's where it it you know. But obviously, the kind of you know, 
Best out of three win, is a nice lose, three. payoff. Yeah, that's mm. a great structure for kind of wrestling. It's just... What I think they used to do a lot of was um, win, mm. DQ, mm-hmm. and then the other one wins. You know, that's that's where they used to be with it. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like Drew Gulak's probably there to just push Kushida. I can't it imagine... It feels they're like they're just still building him up. He's going to be the heel. You know, mm. they're going to go over him. Yeah. Um, unless they do something with interference, but it feels like they're building Kushida up to then take on, like your Matt Riddles, your Velveteen Dreams, the kind of the main event guys. Yeah. And and, and kind of be in the next kind of main event scene on NXT. I don't think he's that good. I mean, he didn't seem that good to me. He's all right, like, but he's not done much to impress so far yeah. since he's been there. I mean, he's been solid. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, yeah, I think the trouble is like. Because he's a submission specialist, he's kind of a technical guy. Yeah, it's not the flashiest style of wrestling. Mm. And when someone comes in and, and they're telling you like, "This is one of the best guys in the world," and you kind of go, nah, "Show me, don't tell me." Yeah, yeah. And that's what and we look at this arm lock. You're yeah, like, you know. Well, that probably is painful, but yeah, <sighs> but it doesn't look much more interesting than a rest hold. You know, that's yeah. the that's the problem. But like, I you know, I think he's got. There was, I guess you can see, see a little bit of charisma from him in that last match, but. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see this match, the submission match. That's supposed to be his area of expertise, right? His, his uh, wheelhouse. So we'll yeah. see what happens. And then we got um, the recap of the Gargano Cole match. So that was good. Let's see how we're doing for time here on the podcast. Forty-one minutes. There we I, go. Ah, time does fly. Time does fly. So, <laughs> and we the, we ended uh, the show this week. Uh, with some more recapping of Gagano Cole. Uh, obviously, Cole went over and take over. Mm. And uh, that. Uh, it was a great match. Mm. So that's how they decided to end this episode of television, just repeating the ending from, <laughs> from the weekend. Uh, well, that went well. Let's do it again on Thursday. I suppose. On, on Wednesday night, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. on Wednesday night. Yeah. But, uh, Imagine so, they imagine they did that in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> just went, remember the end of I'm your father. Oh. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. Not all of it, obviously, just highlights. Just, highlights. <laughs> just recap. An yeah. exclusive backstage interview of Darth Vader <laughs> storming off looking pissed. <laughs> oh, cut off his hand. <laughs> but um but we're not gonna end the show with recapping. We're gonna end Oh, you should. You should end this show with the end of just last play. week's show. Oh, well, Sam Smith isn't here, and I don't remember what he said. Oh, right, so, okay. So, we'll have to... And you don't know how to edit. <laughs> no, exactly. I have no editing skills whatsoever, and I think people prefer it that way. Do they? It's a, lo- it's a loose conversational podcast, and that's what people want. Can you read out any tweets from people? <laughs> I have not checked the Twitter feeds. <laughs> Have you got a hashtag so people can... Uh, no. <laughs> Let's not undermine this any more than we not. need to. So, what I was going to say is, there have been rumours... Well, rumours came out today. Okay, rumours. Rumours that there are going to be two NXT stars drafted to the main roster. Okay. Do you want to know who they are? Yes. Okay, good. Few. Because <laughs> um, I have no way to end this. <laughs> God, obviously, as I say, there's just rumours, might not be happening, but the word on the street, as they say, Shayna Baszler. Okay. And Adam Cole. Ad- what? No, oh, Vince has just gone, well, I'll have your champions. 
Please give me... Yeah, maybe he's done that. You can't that. do that. That's not how you Just do take it. The tr- They're obviously the best ones. They hold the belts. Yeah. No, you've worked yourself, Vince. Calm down. Have some sleep. He's like... Yeah, the champions That's what aren't he's done, isn't Yeah, it? he's gone, they're the best ones. They've got the belt. They're obviously they're b- your best ones. I mean, they win all the matches. They're a bit. I mean, I mean, they kind of are, but that's yeah. not. I mean. But then you're taking the champions. You can't take the champions because they're the champions. I mean, I know they well, we kind have, of work for Kevin Owens a bit. I mean, it, well, it depends how they do it. Because we don't. Yeah. The rumour is they're, going, they're being called up or considered to go to the main roster. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be like a snap thing, like what happened with um, DIY and yeah. Ricochet and. Um, Alistair Black, hopefully. Alistair the monologue Black. Oh, man. I mean, that he's another guy. You know, Tyler Breeze has come back to NXT. There must be so many guys on the main roster that are so jealous of Tyler Breeze now. I don't think so, because I think he gets less money. Sure. Well, Maybe got, oh. yeah, but I mean, how much money... Look at, you yeah. know, if people are willing to go... get are trying to get out of their contracts, go back to the indies. Like... Yeah. If that's the state of affairs, like they must be just going like, I don't want to sit around in catering. Yeah. My passion is wrestling. I'd like to be doing... I'd yeah. love to be on a takeover. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think so. But at the same time, let's look, not remember that... Like, Dean Ambrose... We, we ignore the bit at the start of that um, po- podcast where Dean Ambrose said, I mean, I have literally made all of my money. I paid off my house. Oh. I paid off my mum's house. I got more money than I need for the rest of my life. That's when you get to chase your passion and your dreams. EC3 sure. needs to go and cash some fucking checks. I get, but I, I just think like you, if you look, if you're looking at people like Sean Spears, yeah, going no, just let me out. Luke mm. Harper wants to be let out. Like these guys, yeah. it's not like they're clinging on to that main roster money anyway. There's a yeah. lot of people like the They've club. Done a few years of it though. Isn't they? That's they the have. Thing. You do I'm two not, years. I mean, I'm not talking about. I guess Alistair Black is probably going now's my earning time. Yeah, but yeah. there must be a lot of people on that kind of lower mid-card, undercard scene who mm. used to be a big deal on NXT just going, take me home. Yeah. I just want to go home. I've got some money in the bank now. Mm. I just want to go and do some good wrestling and be on a takeover. Wow. You know, one of the hottest shows in, in wrestling in the world, the NXT takeover. What's his name? Bray, Bray Wyatt's brother um, thingy. Bray Wyatt's brother. Mm. Um Oh, he's in the B team, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo Dallas. That's the one, Bo Dallas. He was, like, he, was, champion. he was champion. And then he's uh, nothing, isn't he? Well, exactly. And it's it's very sad for all of these boys. But, yeah. And that's what, you know... So how do we... I mean, the other thing with Adam Cole, of course, is he's is basically Shawn Michaels, isn't he? That's, yeah, that's what Vince sees in him. That's what yeah. uh, people want there. So mm. it's kind of... Um, you know, how how do you think he will fare on the main roster if this happens? This this is what how I picture um, that working. Well, what I'd really like is I'd like to see a bit more of an invasion angle, and they could do it with the undisputed era. Is like mm. make a make a splash, turn up and start kicking people's asses. It work with the shield. Yeah. So do it with undisputed era. If Don't they, split them up. Yeah. If they bring up the whole stable yeah. and immediately make them look dominant yeah. and make them look like a force to be reckoned with, that yeah. could be really brilliant. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see them split up. Yeah. I don't want to see Undisputed, the other three of Undisputed Era just on NXT mm. without Adam Cole and see. I don't need to see that. Um, I'm kind of enjoying them just being on NXT mm. and getting to wrestle a lot, which, again, is always the fear in the main roster. These people who just get lost in the shuffle and suddenly your your favourite wrestler... Like if, if you're an Alistair Black guy... Mm. You just don't get to see him wrestle anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but that said, you know, 
Adam Cole's great in the ring. He's charismatic on the mic as well. Hopefully there's a chance for him up there. Um, Shayna Baszler... Will do great. Yeah, she seems like actually quite an obvious choice. It yeah. feels like she's done pretty much everything she can in NXT. She's had two runs with the main belt. Mm. She's been made to look like a kind of dominant destroyer. I kind of thought they were going to take the belt off her at the last takeover. And I don't know what they're doing. Either they're kind of making her into this dominant, kind of indomitable Brock Lesnar figure where they're just always scared to kind of mm. make the switch and take the belt off her. Because, you know, and, and that's the the danger. Uh, or they're building her up for, like, Candice LeRae or someone to be the big babyface hero and and get the belt. But either way, it feels like she's been made to look really dominant. She's been made to look really good and credible. Mm. And... They've done about everything they can with her in NXT at this point. It seems like she'd be a good person to actually take up to the main roster and step into that kind of Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey. She's not the big star that Ronda Rousey is, but she's got that MMA legitimacy. She's pretty good on the mic. She's, she's a good wrestler too. Great in the ring. Yeah. And she's kind of fits a. They don't really have in the women's uh, wrestling in the main roster at the minute that kind of vicious dominant mm. person like I mean and she, I think what they need in the women's division is great wrestlers because actually that's their USP right now that's mm. something they've got over AEW yeah which is which is gold dust to them the other thing to recognise about um, NXT call-ups is there is a discrepancy between what happens to women who go up from NXT and what happens to men who go up from NXT mm. Um, is that I think basically there is a there is a there's a difference in talent between the top women and the the mid card and the lower level women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Becky and Charlotte and, and Bailey and um, the other one, Sasha Banks, mm-hmm. are capable of having excellent matches, like top level matches. Askers that uh, able to have top level ma- matches. A few of them can pull them out. Yeah, you know, but even Nia Jax isn't good. No, very um, botchy. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, Carmella's probably better than people give her credit for. She's gotten better. Yeah, you know? there's a few that kind of, and there's yeah. a lot of people improving. Ember Moon is good. But there's immense man. Yeah, she could. She, I really wanted to get a push because she could be so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. even when, but even when you look at kind of yeah, but I think you're right. I think I guess you're saying the when the men's mm. thing, there's just so much kind of depth of just brilliant in ring workers. Mm. It's hard people get lost in the shuffle. Totally. With yeah. the women's, there is more of a kind of a meritocracy up to a point, unless you're Lacey yeah. Evans and you know Kevin Dunn. She did quite good. I mean, she's, she's, she's improving, done. but she's been pushed really fast. What's really Kevin soon. done? What's Kevin done then? He's the he's the director of the show. I think he just fancies her. So <laughs> yes, um, but like you know, she seems like she's been pushed very quickly. Um, yeah. And I just you know she's leggy and blonde and whatever, mm. but you know just I'm nothing against her. She's improving at a rate of knots. You good, said that as if she's listening. Good for her. <laughs> Sorry to Lacey Evans, who I can only imagine tunes in every week for her <laughs> yeah. NXT podcast fix. But, yeah. you know, I think it's, I think she's going to be good. Um, but it does seem like there's more room for something there to make a splash. And also, mm. just in terms of characters, you're looking at... Um, they've got a lot of kind of flippy kind mm. of female wrestlers. You've got your kind of... Um, your plucky 
Mm. You're Becky Lynch's Bailey's quite a kind of plucky kind of character. You got some mm. kind of heels and stuff, but you and, haven't really and a got fuckload of bimbos. And fuckload yeah, of like loads of bimbos, still. bitchy fucking mean girls. Even Good. even now, just wait. Yeah. And what you don't have really is like a dominant destroyer, like a grapplers or kind of. Mm. And Ronda Rousey was kind of that person. Um, so yeah, Shayna Baszler could definitely come in and be a bit of a monster heel, mm. like she's done on NXT. And so I think. Of anyone on NXT, I mean, who fucking knows? But on anyone on NXT, I feel like she's someone in a position to kind of do Come that. and do special. really well. I mean, that's the thing, is that, like, people aren't allowed to make a proper impact. Like, I don't want to see Adam Cole go up, and then in two, in like, in like six months' time, he wins the Intercontinental Championship after he's maybe lost a couple of times at pay-per-view mm. and it's like oh he's finding his feet on the new thing that means that the, the aura of Adam Cole is gone because let's remind ourselves that this is all people pretending to fight right if we if you take away the fucking like the aura there's nothing behind it like the idea that Adam Cole is harder than Bobby Lashley is fucking nonsense mm. right and the only reason why we is because of Aura, it's because of like the mystique of the guy and you know all of that shit. So we let him lose a bit, and you realize that it's silly for Finn Balor to be able to beat up big people. So hey, you, know, you take that back. <laughs> we don't understand, Josh. Yeah. Is when he needs really needs to dig deep. He becomes the demon, <laughs> and. It uses up a bit of his energy to do that, you know, it's yeah. quite draining, so he doesn't do it all the time, but yeah. like, that's why he can beat up Bobby Lashley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All he needs to do is black up a bit. No, he's not. It is a bit, though. He's, he's black and redding up. It's yeah. different. I can't remember when it was, but he was like black and redded up, and then a bit into the match, I was like, ooh, all that... I wonder if that red's going to just fade oh, enough that then, this is going to become really And then he's just a, a blacked up guy beating up a black guy. <laughs> and Vince just finally comes. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is everything he's ever wanted. Well, I can't think of a more appropriate way to end a podcast <laughs> than that. I think it's time we wrap things up. Josh. Where can people follow you? Uh, don't, don't worry. Don't, oh, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, fine. doesn't like wrestling fans. Yeah, <laughs> Bunch of nerds. Alright, don't follow me either. <laughs> right, that's how we're ending the podcast this week. They all already know me. <laughs> all our listeners already know us by, by name and, and face and, and are our friends. Anyway, alright, thanks for listening, guys. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.